Salarulo and I am your host today for Junior Achievements Recipe for Success. As you know, this is an amazing way for us to bring leaders and entrepreneurs and advocates uh, and community, passionate community people uh, around the table here now in my kitchen. We used to be at JA's um, and to talk about their ingredients to success and, and what is that magic recipe and main ingredient that makes them uh, so successful. Today's guest is someone that I'm just actually having the pleasure of meeting for the first time as well. Uh, and so I think we're going to enjoy this together. It, our guest today is Howard Wanders. He's who serves as both the principal partner and chief operating officer at Kelly Cronenberg. Um, and he's also the chair of the firm's property and casualty practice group. Uh, personal Injury Practice and Regulated Substances Practice Group. That's a mouthful, uh, but it sounds very serious. Um, and I can't wait to hear from Howard. And so let's bring him in and say, hi, how are you? Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. How are you doing, first of all? I always ask I'm everybody. Great. We're in a crazy world. Tough times these days, but I'm doing great. Um, we're... we're uh, we're acclimating, I guess, to, to the changing times. So uh, things are things are good, though. Yeah. So you know, it's interesting. Um, by the way, I love that background. It, it looks like an old newspaper or something. So I'm, I, have, I have a little. I'm lucky enough to to have a little bar in my home, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm big on history and media and things like that. And I saw this piece of art somewhere, and I just absolutely loved it. And I not a day. I've had that that piece probably six seven years. Not a day goes by when I sit here and I look at it and I go, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It's really, <laughs> they're all classic articles from magazines. It's really great. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, you know, I want to go back for a second because I want to hear your story. You know, I always love to hear people's journeys. I know mine was certainly not a straight road, right? It was, you know, kind of a twist and turn how I ended up where I am today. And so, you know, just share with us for a moment did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer? Did you know this was your path, right? Some of our kids know that, but most of them don't. How did you get here? Well, I think my mom knew that was my path uh, <laughs> early on in my life. And she said, that'd be a great path for you. You you tend to be um, vocal about things. You're not afraid to speak to people um, and you have opinions. So in the back of my mind going to college, I was always thinking, okay, law school is probably my destination, but you know, I was open to finding my, my path. And, and lo and behold, um, that was right uh, in my, my sweet spot. Um, I, I enjoy writing. Um, I like the, the argument uh, or the conversation, banter back and forth with people. So it worked. And uh, I figured law school was my, my destination uh, as I finished undergraduate school at Michigan State. Wow, really cool. You know, I, I think it's, it's really admirable when people do know. And like I said, I think, you know, some of our kids know they want to be a doctor or lawyer from early on, but so many of our kids don't. Um, and so they, and they don't even know what's available out there, right? So, which is amazing. But I want to talk a little bit about um, 
the firm for a second, right? You know, you shared with me a little bit about uh, that the firm, I think you said had been around since, uh, I guess it was around 1980s, you said? Yeah, those established. Yeah. And was predominantly focused on workers' comp. And now, as you said, you know, you went from six lawyers to 135 lawyers, and now, you know, cover a broad spectrum of legal areas. Right. Talk a little bit about, you know, what year, first of all, I think you joined the firm in 1988, so not too long after it started. Talk about that transition from being focused on one area to diversifying. What did that take for you as a leader, but also for the organization? Well, first thing I'll correct you on is 175 lawyers. I'm very proud of oh, that. 175, sorry. I'll take away my growth. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, so your question is, is how did we get to this place? Was that what you said? I'm sorry. Yeah, what did it take to get from just focused on workers' comp to diversifying right, the, the, the entire firm? Um, there's always growing pains along the way when you try to diversify right, and grow. Every day. Every day. Talk a little about that. So you know, I started out as an associate. And I, I, I was happy to have a job. I got out of law school. I owed a lot of money to people and for my loans and what have you. And um, I was happy to have a job. Um, I, I started at one place for six months and it was everything you don't want to do in life and everything you don't want to do in business and in law. And in some ways, that was probably the most important job I had those first six months. And, and Mike Fictel, who Michael Fictel is my partner now, my shareholder partner. Uh, we were best friends in second year of law school and he joined the firm probably about six months before I did. And he said, you got to come over here. It's a great place. Plus my boss went to Michigan state. He'll love you. So I went to Michigan state. So. So he said, I come over and interview, and, and I finally came over and interviewed, and I joined the firm. So all I did was workers' comp. It's all the firm did. It was really good. But we were out of – in business, you have to be a step or two ahead of everybody and all the, all the time. And back then, they were awesome lawyers, lawyers I could only hope to be as good of a lawyer as they were, but they weren't businessmen. And they knew it and they recognized the business acumen that I had and Michael had and our desire to grow this firm and make it more than one dimensional. Mm -hmm. When you have all your eggs in, eggs in one basket, you know, what happens is if you drop it, they all crack. So Michael and I, after establishing the, and the, the partners let us run and we became partners in the 90s. Um, and then the law changed in 2003 in workers' compensation. And then Michael and I, and to an extent, Heath, who had recently joined us as well a few years earlier as a partner, said, we can't live like this because it was day to day and and our eggs were in one basket. We we're breaking it, our, our cardinal rule. So we set forward and change in the firm. Uh, we said we sat down. I can vividly picture the three of us sat down and said things have to change starting today. And we went into it 100 percent, the three of us. And there were days I wasn't home for, you know, for two, three weeks at a time. Uh, Michael and I were on the road. We were everywhere. People used to say they used to see us and say, wow, you guys are here. You're here. You're we were everywhere. And so what you did what you had to do to, to, to grow the business. But changing the business wasn't, wasn't, wasn't easy. We were, our reputation was workers' comp. So to go re retain a, an OSHA lawyer or a general liability lawyer, employment lawyer, they said, well, who are you guys? So the early stages were tough um, to finally get someone to join on with us and believe in us and believe the message and the vision um, that we were, we were selling. And you know, we, we fully believe in. I believe everything today as well. And we set out to to make the firm to be something that we always dreamt that it would be as associates. I wanted this firm to be what I wanted. When I was looking for a job 15 years before that, and I couldn't get it. I wanted this place to be that place. And that's what we set forward on doing. 
We changed our practices. We finally got somebody to join us and we built off that. And every day was focused of how do we grow? How do we get different lines of business? How do we get different lawyers to join us? And it was a lot of breakfast, a lot of lunches, a lot of dinners. It was a lot of swings and misses. Um, and it's a lot of times coming home and, and being depressed and saying to my wife, I don't know how we're going to do this. But lo and behold, perseverance. And it's about determination and sticking with it. And slowly and surely, we started to change and people believed in us. And we added some incredible lawyers to our team that people wanted to work with. And here we are today, you know, for me, 32 years later, um, I own the practice with, with two uh, great partners. Um, and we're probably about 25 different practice areas. So I'm real proud. I heard a lot of ingredients in that story. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure when the three of you sat down and said, okay, something has to change, right? We can't keep going on this way, right? I'm sure there was a lot of planning going on, a lot of vision, right? Working to figure out what was the vision for the company. And then of course, you know, ex starting to execute that plan and prepare, preparing, right? To get ready to do that. Um, but I love what you talked about um, and, and you, I love, you said a lot of swings and misses. I'm a sports person. I know I'm a girl, but I love sports. Grew up on baseball fields with my dad. Um, and, you know, I think that's so true that people think that every time, especially our young people think that that when we get to this age, they look at us and they think we get up to bat and we never miss, right? Hitting the ball. That's not true. Sometimes oh, we do miss, right? Yeah. And so talk a little bit about that, right? Those swing and misses. What do you do when that happens and, and how do you coach your team right when that happens well i've learned early on i say this to my kids all the time tomorrow's a better day and you can come home from a crappy day or a day that's really lousy and you your boss yelled at you or you lost a client or a file or a judge didn't treat you the right way and you can you think things are the worst and how is it going to get better and i say to my kids and it's so true and i live it the next day Things are always just a little bit better in the morning. The next day you sleep on it, get a good night's sleep, you take a shower, and things are just a little bit easier. Nothing's permanent, I learned in life. Uh, today, tomorrow is going to be different, and you have a different challenge, but nothing's permanent, and bad times don't stay around forever. But it's the guy who perseveres and sticks with it and doesn't, doesn't give up and go take a job somewhere else um, that en ends up on top. And I'm, I'm living proof of that. And there were yeah. plenty of times in my career that I got offers and someone said, hey, $10,000, come join me or a jump in salary or this. Just not my style. And I, and I, I don't think you see enough of that today anymore of, of um, you know, the, the, the turtle wins the race and, and, and that kind of thing. And I, I believe in slow and steady wins. And kids and young adults these days, not really what you know they're learning or what they're seeing for a multitude of reasons but it's it's grab it now or i want the raise now or i don't want it. I, I i'm just i'm an old school guy that and i believe mm -hmm. it slow and steady it's perseverance is sticking with it and when times are tough work your way through it and and there's there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and it's it, that's just how i've lived my life and that's how i tell my kids the same thing is stick with it don't yeah. run away, you know it's it's too easy to jump to go somewhere else, but you know what? It's probably same. It's probably different dogs, same fleas, as I like to say. That in, <laughs> it's it's the same. If you choose one place, you're gonna have same, by the way, I like these. <laughs> you're gonna have the same issues no matter where you go. So it's you, and you got to figure out how to persevere and work through it. Tomorrow's a better day. So all those little nuances, and they sound cheesy, but they're so true. 
They really are. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I mean, it's almost like the grass isn't green on the other side, right? You know, but I like this way. I like your your uh, analogy better. You know, you talked about the the vision, right? Uh, that as you were going through the transition and the change in the firm, you talked about sharing the vision. Uh, you talked about. Uh, you didn't quite say this, but what I heard, I think, was that you have to go out and build the trust, right? Of yeah, people sure. to say, look, we know that was what we used to do, but here, trust us. We did that well. Trust us now to do this. Um, and then earlier in our conversation, I also heard you say that uh, when you were younger, that you were very confident. And so, you know, I think those are some an amazing ingredient that confidence to be able to go out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you had to change your reputation and, and what you stood for and what your brand was. Um, and that's not easy. Right. And then being able to go out there and staying focused on on the goal. Right. And that's what I heard you saying. Staying focused on the goal. Always. I, uh, to this day, I, I, I still focus on the goal. I said, I'll tell you a quick story, but at that I sat in law, I sit in, it was my, my third year of law school, and I was sitting at home at this apartment, and I was studying for the bar. And at least the way I did it, I approached it like a job. I woke up at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, I showered, got dressed, had breakfast, sat down at my desk every day in this apartment. There was, I had never any roommates, 8 o'clock. I sit there at 5, 30, 6 o'clock every day. I took lunch. I treated it like a job. I go, why the hell am I doing this? Because at some point, everyone goes through this. So for the bar, you go, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. I quit. I want to give up. I want to go do something else. Work in my dad's business, work in my friend's business, wherever may go. And I said, no, why am I doing this? I'm laying a foundation for the future. And to this day, I wrote it down on a piece of yellow scratch paper with a blue highlighter. This is 35 years ago. I still have a piece of paper. And every once in a while, when I feel like I'm lost a little bit or not sure what I'm doing or why to do it or why I'm doing these things, I go back, I pull that piece of paper out of this little book I have and it reminds me, and it's, it's a good memory. I laid a, I was laying a foundation. I'm doing all this stuff I don't want to do for a foundation for the future. And lo and behold, that perseverance, here I am today. I tell you, it works. Stick with it. Stick with it. If your vision, you, no one knows better than you inside your head where you need to be and what you need to do. And yeah. I believe to myself. And, and look, I, I'll always bet on myself. I'll always bet on myself to win. Yeah. yeah, you said that when we were talking before the show started and you said, I knew I would succeed. I mean, you talk about confidence, right? Um, that is, you know, and it's interesting that you said that because I, I think, you know, I said this to somebody the other day, I can't is just not in my vocabulary, right? It's just not who I am. Coming from a sports family, you just didn't play unless you played to win, right? right. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that I love about what we do at Junior Achievement, right, which is about building our young people's confidence to understand that they can do anything they want to do, right? And, and mentors like you are, are what help them see that. And, and so I want to go back for a second. In most people's lives, there is someone who influenced them, right? A mentor, a parent, a family member, somebody who was really influential on shaping them and, and helping them to, as you say, lay that foundation for the future. Who yeah. was that person for you? Well, I think from my, you know, um, at an early age, I watched my dad go off to work every day. My dad uh, owned a business and that's probably where I got my entrepreneurial interest. And today I'm a lawyer, but I'm really a businessman. And in my business, actually the law firm su succeeded when Michael Heath and I, decided to treat it like a business 
not like a law firm necessarily and make business decisions. But I grew up in that environment with my dad. My dad was a hardworking guy. He owned a business. Um, and we weren't rich. We weren't poor. We did, we did well. My dad worked really hard to make, make sure he was a success. And I saw that. Nothing I enjoyed more in my life when I was a kid was having a day off from school and going with my dad to work and, and you know, piddling around in the warehouse and doing things and seeing my dad operate and talk to people and how he would interact with people and seeing how other people, not just my dad, other people work. So that was probably the biggest influence for me as my dad through my life. Um, he was a success at what he did. Um, he was lucky. Luck is, is so important. Everyone needs luck. He was lucky at times. Um, but he, he was about perseverance and sticking with it. So all the things I think that I use today, genuinely, I probably at the end of the day got from my, my dad and to extent your mom. You know, those are the people that influence you the most. But um, yeah. I'm a really, really, really nice guy. And I get that from my mom. So <laughs> she's influenced me as well. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure she would love to hear that. <laughs> I, I will tell her that, though. Good. I, I'm sure that you will play this for her at some point, I hope. But, um, you know, and, and, and so it's funny you said that you watched your dad and how he interacted with people. I know, you know, our team is not 175. Our team was, you know, before COVID was about 34. And now we're at about 28, 29. Actually, we're a little more than that because we're temporarily we're doing the remote learning center. But um, and so building that culture right and and helping your people to grow um, is to me is one of the most difficult yeah. and challenging parts of being a ceo yeah. and so i can't even imagine i guess you know doing it with 175 people talk a little bit about what is the culture at kelly Cronenberg. share that with us and how did you build that so i i firmly believe it's all about our people treat your people well and we try to give the best environment to work in, um, give them the tool, every tool they need. I never want anybody saying, hey, I didn't have that. Um, I didn't have that computer. I didn't have that phone. We, we provide everything you need to succeed. If you don't have business, we have a business development unit with, uh, I think we're up to 10 or 11 people in that unit. All they do is help you generate new business, help teach, you, educate you. So all these support mechanisms we have in the firm, you don't see at other firms, at least the way we do it. Um, we be, we're transparent. If there's something going on, I want you to know about it. There's no secrets. I'm, I'm going to share with you what's going on uh, um, and let everybody know. So the information, there's no hidden secrets, I guess, is my point. And I think that's really, really important, um, establishing that relationship with your people and people knowing that this is a place where I can, I can succeed and I can be my best lawyer. And that's what the goal is. And for me, and uh, I think Michael and Heath as well, is the, the best the best thing I could see happen is when I have someone working for me and, I, and I've seen them start out as an associate and they succeeded and they became a senior associate and they became a partner and they now have four lawyers working underneath them. That's the ultimate for me, happiness, that, that it helps someone else succeed. And that's what every leader should strive to do. I think that's a, a genuine sign of a leader is wanting others to succeed, being selfless in yourself, um, giving up of you so others can can step on the shoulders and, and get over the wall. And I, I'm all that's what I'm all about right now is, is growing the firm, establishing those relationships, and really making all the lawyers better, hoping they make more money, hoping they have more success, and they're happier in life. And any way that I can help do that, I try to do that. You know, so it's not just about business. 
I interact with them. I talk to them. How's I know who their wives are. I know who their kids are. Um, I try to, and I, I take an interest in who they are as people, but it's seeing them succeed. That's the ultimate. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I can, you know, I've, I've raised um, millions of dollars in different organizations, uh, started new programs, which the programs are typically more of what make me happy. Um, I mean, I love the, the thrill of the kill, right? I love the sale. Okay. I love when we get that big donation, right? Yeah, of course, right? But, but I think when I think about my legacy, right? It's the programs that I've been able to get started for children and hopefully break that cycle of poverty, right? Um, and, and we look at what's going on today. It's so clear to see that there's a, a divide, right? And financial security and, um, you know, and job preparedness and readiness, right? There, there's certainly a divide. And so, so I love that work. But I have to tell you in the last few years, my biggest joys come from watching our team grow and changing watching their mindset change to one of employee to entrepreneur, right? And giving them that opportunity to say, hey, this is your program, your area, your team. It's it's your business. Run it, yeah. right? You're empowered. Like you said, give them everything they need and let them go and, and run with it. I think that I agree with you. I think it's one of the greatest joys of, of being a leader um, is that, you know, I mentioned the word legacy, when you think back, Howard, you know, on your life, you know, when you get ready to retire, I know you got years to go, but, um, what, <laughs> uh, but what, you know, what do you hope that your legacy will have been, right? Whether it's personally, your business, you know, whatever. You know, I, I, I hope that um, 20 years from now or so, someone can look back and they go, I know there's guys in my life that I met even in passing, you know, that they, they have no idea they, that they impacted me, but I, I hope 20, 25 years from now, um, there's, there's guys I've worked with that'll look back and go, man, I remember this guy I worked with Howard. And I remember his advice and he gave me, I'll never forget that. He told me do this, 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 and this, or those suggestions that I do now for other people. I hope I'm, I, I've impacted other people's lives. Mm -hmm. I hope for the better. I, I hope I um, help other careers for the better. Um, and I, I hope I've made a difference to people. Um, I, 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 we have a lot of great people in our firm. I really, I treat them, a lot of them like friends. I, I enjoy talking to them. What's going on? How was your weekend? I'm a people person. I enjoy that. And I just hope some boy, someday somebody looks back and they say that they're talking to their son or their daughter and they go, man, I was working for this guy and this is what he told me. And here's what I'll say to you, son. And, or my daughter, daughter, and and here here it benefited me in my life. Hope this benefits you. And if mm -hmm. I can, well, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be yeah, great. and that's the kind of thing that goes on for right that passes on generation to generation, right, right. person to person, and 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 allows you to have a bigger impact than just on that one person. So I love that. Right. You you have given um, you know through our conversation, you've you've mentioned so many ingredients. So this is uh, quite the robust recipe. Um, and so I'm just going to, it's really interesting. Everybody, when I read it back to people, they go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had all those ingredients to success. Because right. you never really sit down and, and write out your recipe. Um, and by the way, what was your favorite recipe? Oh, it was um, Debbie's banana bread. Oh, I got a lot of frozen bananas in my freezer. Can I use them? Look, this is, yes. So I, we have a banana tree outside the house. My wife planted three of them. And right now it's banana season because there's about six huge bunches. Like this. <laughs> they're all ripe. 
So that means from now for the next three weeks, my wife's making banana bread every day and I'm, I'm giving them out to everybody. So, well, good because I've got a bunch and I pulled them from the last and somebody told me to put them in the freezer that they were great to make like smoothies and, and bread. So I'm going to use those. I'm going to try Debbie's banana bread recipe. You know what? I got to look at the, I got to make sure that recipe is right. The one thing is that may not be in there. It needs to have walnuts and chocolate chips. I was so, going to say, it doesn't have, have to die version. You need, you need the real version. That one's the real version. So. Okay, fine. I'll give up my calories for the Debbie. All, right. yes. All right. So I'm going to read this recipe for success. Um, and just, just some of the things that I think stood, stood out for me as, as really important. Um, confidence. You have an abundance of confidence. And I love that about you. Um, and I think that that's so important. Um, you know, and it's interesting, people like you, you know, you hear people say, oh, fake it till you make it, you know, and, and I think even for those of us that are truly, you know, very, very confident, there are times when sometimes, you know, we kind of walk in the room and we go, oh, yeah, this is not something I'm used to, right? But you just muster it up because you're confident and, and you go in there and you, you know, you face it with courage. All right. And I love that. Um, I also love that you said, because if you can tell, I'm a little bit this way, um, that you have opinions and you love debating and, and bantering about those opinions. You know, I come across people that don't feel one way or the other. And then there's others that I call that passion. When you have opinions, totally. right, that's passion. And, and, and you're willing, I get, I get the sense that you are willing to stand up, defend those opinions and those passions, right? to the end, right? I, I just, I have a funny feeling. Yes, I think my two partners wish I did a little bit less, but yes, I do that. If I believe in it, I'll stick with it, yes. <laughs> yes, I think my partner at home thinks I would, feels like I would, should do that a little bit less, so I get it. Um, you know, knowing what you don't know, you mentioned early on, right? Or knowing what you don't want to do, and you talked a little bit about that, and I think that's important. Never putting all your eggs in one basket, and then the importance of diversifying um, from, from the work sense, planning, you talked about planning, preparing, executing the plan, hard work, um, you know, building trust, not just in the firm, but in you and, and your attorneys as well. Um, do what you have to do, right? You mentioned that a couple of times. Do what you got to do to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I love that one. I circled that one, actually. Um, sharing your vision, focusing on your vision. I like this one. A lot of swings and misses, right? And just remember that tomorrow's a better day. So when you miss, go to bed, get a good night's sleep, get up tomorrow, and you know it's going to be better. And you know you're going to continue to work forward. I love that. Um, and that nothing's permanent. Love that too. Um, perseverance, which you mentioned several times, uh, and determination, never giving up. Uh, slow and steady, sticking with it. Right. All of that. Love that. Um, yeah, I give you a lot of it. <laughs> I, have, you got a lot, I, I got a whole page here, okay? Um, it's all about the people, right? Focusing on your people, giving them the tools and the supports that they need to be successful. Um, laying the foundation for the future, whether it's your foundation, your people's foundation, or the company's foundation. That's important, right? To laying those, those bricks at the bottom so it can be strong uh, as you build on it. Transparency and no secrets. I have a feeling you're that way probably in all parts of your life, which I call authenticity. And I think it is something we need more of uh, these days. Um, treating, you know, treating, you know, it's really interesting. You said you talked about treating the law firm like a business. So I'm in the world of nonprofit, 
I came out of corporate. So I have a very business-like mind, the way I think, because that's what I did for many years. And so when I came to nonprofit, I thought, well, okay, maybe we have a nonprofit status, but we're a business, right? We still have to look at EBITDA and we, we can't take our profits out. But we still have to sell. We, you know, we call it different things, but we're still a business. And I never realized that law firms actually didn't, you know, that they were more about the law versus the business at one time. So I thought that was an interesting transition that you talked about uh, from being law is a product. It's a product. Law is a product. You know, yeah. it's a. I don't want to say it's a widget because it is a moving um, um, target to an extent, but um, that's what it is. And you, you, you need to make decisions. And there's plenty of times when I speak to lawyers and I like them a lot, not in the business to lose money. Right. I want to hear, I, I know that I, that we want to give everybody every opportunity to succeed and then it's on them. But if right. not, sometimes you've got to make hard decisions and you've got to, mm -hmm. you've got to either terminate or terminate relationships that you may not be happy about doing. And, and as much as these are good things, there's a lot of tough decisions in business, but you got to make business decisions. And when the three of us started doing that, lo and behold, here we are, we own our building, we own so on and so forth. There's a lot of business opportunities and we've taken advantage of those, or we try yeah. to. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you talked about impacting people and how good it feels, right, to to leave that legacy and, and to hopefully people will remember the advice and the help that you gave them over the years. Um, I do agree with the next one, which is, yes, uh, hard work, perseverance, all of that you must do. But yes, everybody needs a little bit of luck, right? So I, I love that little pinch, right, of luck. Um, be a nice guy. You said your mom taught you how to be a nice guy. And I think that's important too. You can be a go-getter. You can be strong and assertive and, and passionate, but you got to be a nice person, right? And you got to be a nice guy. So I love that. Um, and, and just watching and helping people to grow. Uh, that's a pretty great recipe, in my opinion. And no wonder that you are leading uh, this amazing company. And and thank you, Michelle Reyes, Martinez, wherever you are listening. for oh, She's oh, <laughs> yeah. um, Thank you for introducing me to Howard and to Kelly Cronenberg. It was great to hear and learn about both of you today. But I never end the show without asking my guests, Howard Wander, what is your main ingredient to success? And don't tell me chocolate chips oh, and walnuts. 1% better every single day. No matter what you do, um, and it can be anything. 1%, you can return phone calls faster. You can get to the office five minutes earlier. You can stay five minutes longer. You can be nicer to somebody. It's 1% better. That's it. Every day of your life, no matter what it is, find 1% and everybody can do it. I love it. Perfect. Perfect way to end our, our, our interview. And I, I just want to say thank you. I feel like I've made a new friend in the community because yeah. um, now we know each other intimately. Yeah. Of course, of course, everybody will know you intimately in, in next week when the show airs. We had some time before the show as well. And thank you for being so open and sharing. I know that our viewers, uh, there's so much that they can take away from this. And of course, our young people who will right. get to watch this video um, and hear about your success and, and how you got there. So thank you, Howard, for being a part of it. Don't give up. Yes, I love it. That's going to go on the, the title of when we post oh, your yeah. video. Um, but thanks again for being with me. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, this has been an amazing episode of Recipe for Success. And uh, don't forget, let's get cooking.
Take care, Howard. Thanks.